Welcome to Opening the Door Podcast. Join me as we unlock the door to our psychic and mediumship abilities. Today, you'll hear a conversation I had with Corrine about herbalism. We've sort of talked about or touched on herbalism in a few different episodes, but never had an episode dedicated to it. So I'm excited for you to hear this conversation I had with Corrine about sort of using plants as allies through our nervous system journeys and through our spiritual journeys and everything like that. Such a great conversation. We are officially in November now, sort of shifting away from that spooky content. I hope you enjoyed a sort of a um, a little bit more of a spookier Halloween season from the podcast this year, and maybe we'll get even spookier next year. Who knows? I haven't decided yet, but uh, enjoy this episode with Corrine, and there is a book that she talks about for herbalism. Obviously, you can find that linked in the show notes and all of Corrine's information linked in the show notes as well. Enjoy the episode, and remember, don't be afraid to open your door. Today, we're welcoming Corrine to Opening the Door. Corrine is the founder of Inner Pattern. She is a holistic practitioner, including healing modalities such as plant medicine and Reiki. She found her journey with herbalism and plant medicine after years of dealing with a myriad of health issues and found that doctor after doctor wasn't taking her pain and problems seriously. After a ton of frustrating appointments and even more research, she discovered a naturopath who finally heard her concerns and put her on the path to holistic healing. Now she's on a mission to support women, especially women of color, in healing their nervous system, supporting hormonal and cyclical living, as well as healing generational trauma. Corrine, welcome to Opening the Door podcast. Hi, Haley. Thanks so much for having me. So happy to have you here. Um, Herbalism is something that we've definitely touched on here and there in the podcast, especially in some of our witchcraft episodes, you know, just talking about uh, simmer pots and and working with certain herbs for certain things. But I'm excited to have uh, a whole episode dedicated to it and have you on to chat through your journey and and all things herbalism. I'm so excited. I love it. I love it too. So let's just start nice and basic. Can you tell us a little bit about your own spiritual journey? Sort of where did this journey, especially into herbalism, start for you? Yeah. So for me, uh, it started, it was such a journey, such a process of getting finally to herbalism. Um, In my early 20s, had a lot of PMS issues, a lot of problems like getting off of birth control and all of those fun things that we get to deal with as women. And it just felt like doctors weren't listening. I was trying to express what was going on. And they're like, oh, you're fine. Everything's great. Your labs look good. And I'm like, but I don't feel good. Like this can't just be how we're supposed to live. And so I remember this one time I taught, I went to my doctor and I was always, I'm big on research. I love studying. I love doing like looking into things. I love understanding them. And so I always chose doctors that were women, um, women of color, because I was hoping that I would be a little bit more heard, you know? And so I went in one day and I was like, hey, um, I would really love to get my hormones tested. I feel like I can't have kids. And she was like, why do you feel that way? She was like, How, are you trying to have kids right now? And I was like, I mean, not tomorrow, but like at some point, you know, I would, I'm thinking about it. And she was like, well, we'll deal with it then. And I just remember feeling so 
dismissed, so frustrated. I was like, what does that even mean? Like, we'll deal with it then, but okay, whatever. You know, at that point, I knew nothing. I'm just like, I think even me saying, I feel like I can't have kids. Like, obviously I know nothing about hormone levels and ovulation and how our bodies really work. So anyways, long story short, I finally, I dealt with my problems for a couple more years and pandemic came along and I really had the time to deal with things. And so I was like, again, went to a new doctor, same thing, totally shut down. They tried to put me on birth control, actually rolled my eyes, went, rolled their eyes when they said I didn't want birth control. And they were like, okay, well, we have nothing for you. And I was like, okay, great, great, great. So I found a naturopathic doctor and she was like, first thing, she's like, let's get your hormones tested. And I was like, genius. (laughs) Like, let's do it. Turns out I wasn't ovulating um, and had a lot of issues. My estrogen levels were like way, way high. I wasn't able to detox them. And so she put me on a protocol. We had some like supplements and that's where herbs came in. And I had my first taste of red raspberry leaf and spearmint and started incorporating some more herbs that help with the actual problems that we're going through. When I realized there's an herb called cramp bark, I like lost my mind. I was like, (laughs) how have we never, how has never, no one ever told me about this, you know? And so yeah, that's where I got started. I was just a long, long journey to get here. And again, kind of going back to my whole research, once I figured it out, I was like, everyone needs to know about this and I'm going to study. I'm the, I'm the one. So here I am a couple years later. Love it. So cool. Yeah. There's, I think, first of all, I'm so glad that you found a doctor that ended up wanting to work with you. I, I have in the past few years had, yeah, a few experiences with doctors where I really felt not listened to and and it, I don't know what it is, if it's just a product of the way our system works. They have so many patients, they just need to get through them all or or what it is. But I've had a bunch of situations recently where I was like, does anybody care? Like, it, you know, it feels really, really frustrating. And that's not really a knock on all doctors. I just think that there must be something in our system where something's a little bit broken because, yeah, a lot of people feel not listened to, um, which just, just kind of sucks overall. Um, Yeah, definitely not bashing on doctors because there's, of course, a place for Western medicine, for medical search. All of that is totally necessary. Um, But yeah, I think part of the problem is like there we don't get to the root of things. We are just like, let's fix it. Instant gratification is like huge in our society, you know, and it's like, well, even my mom who love her to death, she is so not into any holistic medicine and she's like but why would I do that if I could just take an ibuprofen and the pain goes away and I'm like I I get it I hear you but also the pain is just going to keep coming back you know so at some point we got to fix it yeah totally agree I I love the idea of working sort of within the two you know helping your your body recover and getting to the root cause and and, um, you know, also working with the Western medicine, I think there is, there's a great marriage that can happen there for sure. So as we get into herbalism, can you define for us, um, what herbalism is? Yeah. So at its root, herbalism is the study of 
plants and um, herbs for medicinal purposes. So um, it just, it goes so much deeper than that because there's so many cultures, there's so many practices, you know, there's like traditional Chinese medicine, there's Ayurvedic medicine, Western, East, like it, just, it goes on and on and on. And so because of that, there's so many different practices, different herbs, sometimes it's the same herb, but they have a million different names because it's used in different cultures. So I think for me, herbalism has been a deeper calling. Like, yes, it's very much learning about plants and their purposes and, you know, the scientific terms and all of those things. But it's also a lot of a, a spiritual component and diving deeper into ourselves. And because we're all such different humans, we all have a different genetic makeup you know, herbs work differently for people. So just because it may work for me, doesn't mean it's going to work for the next person. Um, and I think that's what I love so much about it is it's, it's so personal, but it also can just help in so many ways. Oh, yeah. So cool. I didn't even think of that. But yeah, it definitely is like everything in the spirituality space and just in, in general, so personal to every single person. So what are some of your favorite herbs to work with? Like what's in, what's in your teacup right now? <laughs> Sipping out of my little chip. Beauty oh my beast. goodness. I was going to say, it looks like the one from Beauty and the Beast. That is so cute. I'm obsessed with it. It makes me happy. So today I have a little bit of hibiscus, lemon balm, raspberry leaf, and nettle. Um, I've been feeling a little allergy and PMSE. So I'm just like made a little, little blend for myself this morning. But yeah, it just kind of, it changes as, as time goes, you know, on, and back to like the personal things. And like some days I just know, or my body knows what it needs. And I like, I have this cute little herb wall, I call it. And I have like all of my herbs and jars and I'll like stand in front of it. And I'm like, okay, I'm getting some of this and some of this and some of that. And it's, it's fun. Love that. So it sounds like you're sort of making your own blends with individual herbs is that is that right yeah yes exactly sometimes I will sip on like you know red raspberry leaf is one of my favorite go-tos it just it helps with so many things so that that'll be a nice little like herbal infusion that I'll do nice what are some of your or some herbs that you use in daily life so obviously we're talking about tea but are there other ways to use herbs other than just ingesting through tea Yes, definitely. Um, there's tinctures, glycerides. Um, you can do it like in a in a bath soak, foot bath. I love using tinctures. I think they're very easy to to take. Um, they're essentially it's an herb that is infused in alcohol, um, and so we let it sit sit for about six to eight weeks. Really let it all of the medicinal purposes get into the liquid strain that and then you um, take droppers of it depending on the herb you know it's all different dosages but it comes in like a tiny little bottle and you just put it in your tongue and it goes into your body and I love it I feel like it's easy to use you just throw it in your bag I all times have like four different tinctures in my purse and I'll be like I need some of this right now (laughs) <laughs> oh, love it. Magic, magic herbal witch with all of her stuff in her purse. I absolutely yeah. love it. <laughs> it's like a Mary Poppins. I'm like, what do you, what do you need? How yes. do you feel right now? <laughs> love it. 
So is it safe for people to make their own tinctures or do you suggest getting them from, you know, somebody who's sort of more professional who makes a tincture them uh, as a, in a professional way? Yeah. I mean, I think it's totally safe to do on your own. There's so many resources and videos for like how to properly make them online. Um, and I think it also helps people understand it more, you know, like buy into the process a little bit. I feel like sometimes people are like, yeah, but does this really work? And it's like, well, try it, but also have that intention for it, you know, like be open to it working. And it's, you know, it can be hard sometimes for people. So I think you can totally do it at home so you feel safe in it. But um, if you, it can be a process, like I was saying, tincture for, to proper, properly brew, it's six weeks. So you know, it just, it depends on what's easier for you. Uh, supporting a local apothecary is always amazing. So are there any herbs specifically from your own cultural heritage that you like to use? Yes. So I love this question because I feel like for myself, herbalism has been a deeper calling back into my culture. Um, I'm first generation Mexican. My mom was born in Mexico and, um, my dad was too. And so as a first gen, I think my family was very into assimilating, you know, they were like, okay, we're in America now, um, kind of lost a lot of our traditions and practices. And so I didn't grow up with herbalism. I didn't grow up with any of this knowledge. Um, you know, a lot of people are like, oh yeah, I used to take like elderberry syrup and I used, you know, my mom would do these little things. And we did not we were like very catholic very like even once in a while we would joke that we were psychic and my mom would be like okay but it's not funny (laughs) (laughs) um yeah it's just like I love that I've been able to dive deeper back into it and get back into the roots and I can feel it when you know I'm, I'm making a blend or I'm working on something and I it's it's so intuitive based that I just no, I'm like, oh, this is what I need. This is how I feel. And sometimes I'll look at the blend, like I'll look up the herbs later and it'll be an herb from Mexico or it'll be, you know, like something that I'm like, oh, I didn't even realize that I had that pain today. But yeah, I did need this. So Mm. it's just so cool. (laughs) Yeah, that is really cool. How about your family? So you've been diving into this herbalism world and how has your your family received that? Has everybody been excited for you? And especially rooting back to that uh, cultural heritage, how does everybody feel about that? Yeah, um, I think they're excited. They're very supportive. They don't really get it. <laughs> and they're just like, we love you and we're always going to be here for you and support you. But they're just like, it's not the norm. And um I do love it though. Like occasionally they'll, they'll ask a couple of questions. They'll be like, well, I've been feeling this way. Could this maybe help? And I'm like, yeah. And like, let's talk more. And they're like, okay, okay. Let's take it easy. <laughs> let's take it slow. You know? Um, so I'm, I'm excited to see how it's, it's going to support my family more. And I, I feel like even just on a bigger level, herbalism has opened so much like of a spiritual path for me. And we've been able to like, heal in different ways, you know, so even doing some inner child healing together and having a lot of conversations with them about 
feelings and and talking and processing emotions because that is a huge part that comes with that I feel like herbs guide you into that process you know Mm, yeah I feel like herbs I so I'm just a big herbal tea drinker I just love herbal tea I love making things like especially like immune support stuff um like anything like that I love to do and I just I've really I feel like come to the conclusion that plants especially herbal plants for me at least are like guides and helpers almost like they are an ally to the work that I want to do so do you have any any um, herbs or plants that you feel like are really specifically your allies and, and what are those for you? Yes. So mugwort was my first plant ally and it was so funny. So I was still at my corporate job when I started my herbal apprenticeship and I was very much in the mindset of like, I can do it all. I'm a boss girl and I'm just going to work 14 hour days and then study plant medicine at night and everything is going to be great and I was so overwhelmed and so not okay but I was pushing through it and I remember I went to the apothecary and I was like okay so mugwort is my plant ally so I'm going to get all the mugwort things I got like a smudge stick I got her in a tincture form um I got the dried um flower as well and went home I was like okay I'm doing all the things so I lit um my smudge stick and I you know was kind of like cleansing my space and I left it sitting and I because I was in such a rush didn't realize and I almost literally burned my room down um so I was like I went rushing back I was like oh my god there was smoke everywhere and I was like mugwort you're my plant ally like what is happening and so I was like okay this was my fault it's fine So the next day I was like, I'm going to make a tea. I'm going to just like sit and meditate and sit with, sit with mugwort. So I make the tea again, rushing. I'm like, I get an email from work. I'm trying to answer that real quick so I can like log off. I sit down, grab my journal, and then the mugwort tea spills everywhere. And I was like, I'm just so confused right now. Like, what do you want from me? You know? So then the next day. I'm making dinner, same situation, trying to like rush and like journal and sit. And I had this moment of like, I can't even remember. I think it was the Magwartine shirt. She again spilled over. And I was like, okay, I'm, I'm clearly missing something. Just I surrender. I was so frustrated. I was like, I surrender. What is it? And I heard, listen. And I was like, I'm listening. Like, I'm literally asking. I'm listening. What, what is it? And then I heard again, listen. And it was like an irritated, it was like, listen, Kareem. So I got really quiet and I just sat and I heard my pasta sauce and it was almost burning. And I was like, oh my God, I wasn't even paying attention to like everything else. So I run over and I like stopped it. And I was like, that's what she was trying to tell me. Like, your pasta sauce, like focus on what you're doing, you know? And I think that was like the bigger lesson with it every single day. Like now that I'm telling the story back, like, yeah, it's so obvious. I needed to focus. I needed to just like be in the moment, be quiet, be still and not constantly worry about the next day and like 
what is, you know, what's my five-year goal? What's my next plan? What am I blah, 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 blah. What's going on right now? And how can I sit in it? You know? So that's my mugwort plant ally story. (laughs) Love that. So cool. So do you still work with mugwort or do you get sort of a new ally as you continue through apprenticeship? How does that work? Yeah, typically um, through our apprenticeship, we do a different one, like kind of for the next energetic year. Um, I'm still working with mugwort myself because I just feel like we have some more exploring to do together, but I'm excited. I think for this next coming year, I'm going to do a a meditation and see if a different plant ally will come to me. Oh, very cool. Something (laughs) that you talk about in your bio that we read at the beginning is sort of having um, herbs help uh, heal and support our nervous system. So can you speak a little bit more to that and how herbs can do that and how like maybe some tips on like which herbs if somebody's feeling really frazzled in their nerves like what what herbs can they utilize to help heal and support their nervous system so specific herbs I really love lemon balm tulsi ashwagandha what else what else I love rose lavender I feel like rose is really calming for the heart in general chamomile is really great valerian root skullcap passion flower to kind of list off a few. Um, those are some of my favorites that I've been working with more recently. But yeah, I think like calming your nervous system is one of the most important steps before as we're in our healing process. You know, it's like being able to sit in ourselves and with ourselves while life is changing constantly. And I think it's one of the things that we are not really trained to do or we're not we don't learn this growing up. It's just kind of like we deal with things we manage things but we don't know how to process them so that for me that's what calming your nervous system means and being able to flow with life changes without life messing you up you know yeah totally and I I also think sort of to relate this back to psychic work and intuitive work I think the calmer our nervous system is the the more we can hear You know, I think when we're operating in a fight or flight and we're operating with like frazzled nervous system, it can be really hard to be quiet and it can be really hard to hear our intuition and our guides and and everybody else coming through and and our plant allies as well. So I think our nervous system and, and working with herbs, that can be a really cool gateway into intuitive work and and like making sure our body is like happy and able to receive really. Yes. Yeah. Totally, totally agree. Yeah. So cool. I just love how there's this combination of, and people who have listened to the podcast have heard me say this probably a thousand times, but I just love (laughs) the connection between um, like our mind, body, and spirit. I just think it's just so important to, to have sort of like a, a well-rounded approach and um, like take care of, of every one of those things. So I 100%. love it. What about our hormone cycle? So um, men have hormone cycles too. So if you're a man listening to this, you also have hormones. I think hormones are always associated with like female bodies for some reason, uh, maybe mm-hmm. just because of like uh, menstruation cycles and, and everything like that. But how how about herbs for supporting our hormone cycles? Yes. So hormones are, I mean, it's such a big topic, I think, especially now with that we're, we're getting more information of 
our cyclical bodies, especially for, I know, like we just said, men, you too, but especially for women, we do have a different circadian rhythm and um, it, they flow so much. It changes hour by hour, day by day for us, whereas men's um, are more stagnant and they kind of stay the same. Um, so for women, I, we need different things at different points. You know, we have our, our luteal phase, ovulatory phase, follicular, um, menstrual. And so at each point, our hormones that are at a different place, they're at a, they're doing something different at all times. So because of that, you know, that's why we have different symptoms throughout the month where sometimes during ovulation, you experience PMS symptoms, which like doesn't make sense in our brain, but like, that's because that's estrogen is doing something different at that time. So I like to use herbs and like kind of supporting those symptoms with red raspberry leaf. It's really huge for toning the uterus. Um, so it's going to strengthen it during that time, especially for our menstrual phase. It can be a little stronger as it's processing everything. I also love lemon balm for kind of like mood stabilization support. What else? Oh, there's so many. There's so many good ones. <laughs> there are so many good ones. That's the thing. Like, I think sometimes we can get, or, you know, as a, like, I think most of us know our basic herbs, right? Like peppermint or like any mint, mm-hmm. um, chamomile, Tulsi even maybe is maybe a little more fringe. I don't mm-hmm. know. Um, yeah. But yeah, I think like, it's just like the world of herbalism is huge. Do you have any, like, are there any books you would recommend if somebody's really trying to sort of like learn their herbs and, and, and sort of learn their stuff to sort of uh, dip their toe into this big wide world? Yeah, I actually have one right here. So I have, I was studying under the Green Witch um, apprenticeship, which means that we're kind of just like more in tune with with nature and really like studying the spiritual side of plants as well. That you know, there's like um, clinical herbalism where it's very just understanding the the scientific terms, which is extremely valuable, of course. Um, but then there's like the side of astrology and and you know just so many different levels so I love this one is called the green witch your complete guide to the natural magic of herbs flowers essential oils and more it's really great um and I just kind of like go back to it whenever I'm feeling like I need some inspiration cool I love that and I will link that book in the show notes for people if they want to pick that up too perfect awesome so in your bio you also speak a little bit about especially helping women of color with you know, herbalism and and getting through the nervous system support and and hormone cycles. Can you speak a little bit more to um, why that part of the work is important for you? Yes, definitely. So as a Latina, I think it's just really important for us to have these spaces for ourselves. In the wellness community, it can be a very white dominant space. And so you know, there's just so many different avenues that we can try and not combat this because we're, it's a community and we're all in this together. But I feel like, you know, it can be daunting when we have different experiences, we have different cultural backgrounds and wanting to be able to connect with people who have gone through similar experiences is so invaluable. So for me, that's why it's really important to create those spaces for each other where we can just be like hey of course everyone is welcome here but like women of color we're looking at you you know like this is a space to heal 
And I think especially in our communities, our cultures, we don't really have that room to do it. Um, we're very like goal family oriented, looking at the bigger picture and like supporting family in that sense, but like we forget to support ourselves. And there, I have a lot of friends who are women of color and they're like, oh yeah, no, I don't I don't have time for this. There's no there's no room for me to talk about my feelings. Um, because it's not it doesn't feel safe usually. So that's one of the big, big factors for me. I think also for like a medical background, going back to doctors, even statistically, it's proven that um, women of color get lesser treatment as compared to others. Um, and so because of that, I just think it's so, so important for us to know how to self-heal or, or at least where to start, you know, where, and we can advocate for ourselves better. Mm. Yes, absolutely agree. And I think that's just uh, a really fantastic part of the work you do. And, um, you know, coming from a white woman as I am, I think I think you're totally right. I think it's really important to center women of color in in this space because, yeah, it is there's a lot of people who look like me doing this type of work. So absolutely love the representation that you're bringing and, and like calling people in in that way. So really appreciate that. Oh, thank you. Yeah. So can you tell me a little bit about Inner Pattern, a little bit about the work that you're doing within your business specifically? Yes. So I started Inner Pattern just this year um, in April. And it actually came because, so I lost my job in January. Um, I got laid off and I had no idea what I was going to do. I knew that I wanted to start a business. I had been thinking about it for a few months at that point. And I think I was just very, I was putting it off. I'm like, oh, I'm not ready. I'll do this next year. Or, you know, in a couple of years, I had, a, I knew exactly what I wanted to do, like bigger picture, but I'm like, I don't have the money for it. I don't have the resources, et cetera, et cetera. You know, like a million excuses and lost my job. And there was so many things that happened at that point. I knew that I was in the middle of like a huge transition I lost my car, it like got totaled in an accident, just like so many things happened. And I was like, okay. And that's really where calming my nervous system came in, where I was like, I can handle this. Everything's going to work out, you know. So finally decided to just take the leap and start Inner Pattern. And so had like a little fun launch party for it in April. And the goal with it is to again, kind of create those spaces, but also in a way where we're really connecting with community. So for our first party, we did herbal infused cocktails and also an herbal smoking rolling station. Um, cool. so there's so many people in New York, I mean, in the world now who smoke and not say, I'm not talking anything bad about it, but I'm just saying this is a good alternative for that. You know, if you're smoking tobacco, marijuana, whatever it may be, this is just going to be another way that you can have a different outlet for it, you know? And so for me, sometimes I have like a blend that I love and it is, I use it for meditation. Um, it has like mugwort, damiana, mullein leaf, passion flower, and rose. And it's so beautiful. It just like, ugh, I love it. Yeah, so that cool. is one of the blends that we launched at the party and it was, it was really amazing. So anyways, back to inner pattern. That's been kind of where we started and I'm focusing on 
doing more events like that. I'm also kind of working on some products right now that are coming out for PMS support, for sleep support. Because for me, those are the main things as, as for, that I personally have needed myself and have gotten me to a better place. So yeah. Ooh, love that. So are your products, of, I love the sort of community, bu- community building aspect of inner pattern. I just think that's so important in today's world where we can all feel a little disconnected from each other, especially with all, all the internet stuff. So absolutely love that part of your business. Will your blends and maybe even some, some like the cool smoking blend that you mentioned, is that available through purchase on your website or is this uh, event-based only? Yeah, they're definitely available on my website, um, innerpattern.com. And um, I also do local events. I love going to community events in really all over the East Coast, doing my first event in LA, my hometown in October. I'm so excited for that. So yeah, I'm just like slowly getting out there and meeting people. And I I totally agree. I just think like community is is everything. And it brings me back to, to what we need, you know, and usually it's what I need to, I'm like, we're all going through the same human experience and yeah. Um, yeah, it's beautiful to like be able to connect. Do you have any suggestions for, obviously this is a psychic and mediumship podcast. We're, we're sort of based in that intuitive world. Do you have any suggestions for um, herbs that people can add to their life to help enhance their intuitive abilities? Ooh, yes. Mugwort is one of the biggest ones, I think, for intuition. Blue Lotus is really great as well. Those are like my main two go-tos. Mugwort for me, I use it like for smoking as well, or I'll have like a nice tea with it. And then we'll go into my meditation. And then it also supports with like lucid dreaming. So I love being able to it just like opens up my third eye, I think. And I'm able to like process things a little bit better. I also do get some like dream visions with it um, as well. So I feel like it's a really fun herb to add in. Ooh, yeah. Very cool. I'm going to have to mm-hmm. find myself some uh, mugwort because I love, yeah, I just love the idea of plant allies for intuitive work. I just think it's, I don't know. I just love it. That's all I'm going to say about it. I just love it. <laughs> <laughs> it's so good. It's Kareen, this has been such a, a fantastic conversation. I just have one last question for you. And that is how can someone who's listening right now open their door to the natural healer or herbalist in themselves? I would say don't be afraid of the silence. Like really take that time to 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 listen, to slow down. And I think for me, like I said earlier with starting my business and realizing that that was really my purpose and the path that I wanted to go down. I really had to sit for a week, week and a half and just listen, listen to my heart, listen to my intuition. And I think we don't give ourselves that time, especially in our society. You know, everything is so quick. We have an endless to-do list at all times. And that's just not going to bring your intuition and it's not going to help you to it's not going to calm you you're not going to be able to find your path and so I think that's like one of my biggest advice for people is to just take some time if you can take a vacation and just like sit at home I know that can be a luxury but it's so important Mm, yeah totally agree the silence is is where 
a lot of that intuition comes through. So totally agree with that. Where can listeners find you if they want to learn more about you, see what events you're doing and, and all that good stuff? Yeah, so definitely my website is a great resource. Um, Instagram, I'm probably the most active on. Um, definitely like love adding to my stories there and connecting with people. And I also like to post some fun videos um, kind of about like what I'm eating during my different phases of my cycle, different herbs that I use uh, during my cycle. I'm also kind of starting some fitness regiment coming in with like herbs and um, food. So fun things are coming up. So yeah, Instagram would be amazing. Amazing. And I'll link all of that in the show notes for everybody to find you easily. Kareen, thank you so much for being here and chatting with us through all of our herbs and, and plant allies. Thank you so much. I had so much fun. Thanks for listening to today's episode. If you love the podcast and listen on Apple, please be sure to rate and leave a review. If you want more from Opening the Door, follow along on Instagram at Opening the Door Podcast. Have a question about psychic work or psychic development? Email openingthedoorpodcast at gmail.com and you might have your question included in one of our future Q&A episodes.